It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelton. I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 230. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, all things Letter from the Producer Live Part 66. Introducing Dolphy Dream Yishtola. New merchandise available for pre-order. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker special site updated. Final Fantasy XIV fan kit updated. Join us at Tokyo Game Show 2021 online on October 3rd. The Final Fantasy XIV and XV collaboration event is here until October 18th. Three new tales from the Twilight series. Death Until Dawn, Final Fantasy XIV original soundtrack out now. Save 50% on Collector's Edition digital upgrades until September 30th. We read your fan mail and tweets, and we have a reminder about our contest. Whew. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Hi, Ruby. Hi, Carrie. Hello, hello. How is everyone? Fabulous. Wunderbar. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. Hey, listen, um, I'm going to keep it short because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I am super excited after watching the live letter. Um, I know many people are. I know a couple people who aren't. We'll talk about it. Uh, but in Eorzea, I played quite a bit this past week. The week before, not so much. I think we've actually been a few weeks uh, but um, the, over the last week, I've played more. Uh, my wife, Cinna, has been playing a lot more than I, and so she got to a spot where she was wanting to level, I think, Astrologian. So I was like, oh, what job do I want to do? And so I just really thought, since Reaper was coming out, and I don't play any melee jobs, I seriously do not play any melee. Like, legitimately, it's been within the last four months that I unlocked and leveled monk well <laughs> leveled pugilist to monk uh because i just <laughs> never done it um so i'm just not big on melee well dragoon was the one that i kind of like the most just for the aesthetic so i was like let me jump on dragoon and i had it about level 33 her astrologian was um i don't know i maybe i caught up to the astrologian but um, I was just like, let me just grind away on this. So I did fades, I did some dungeons, some leveling roulettes, um, joined in with her and a few things. And uh, I got that guy up to uh, 53. And I really like the aesthetic of Dragoon. I think it's a cool job. It's really funny doing Dragoon quests after Heavensward, after Stormblood and Shadowbringers. Uh, <laughs> just like Estinian acting like... He has no idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It didn't age well or time bubble well. Not so well. Not so well at all. You know, but um, that's okay. Uh, we can we can do the whole echo thing. Uh, so that's that's been fun. Uh, and in that, um, of course, this gives me opportunity to do dungeons. You know, we were running um, Orem Vale um, a couple of times because that you know when you get to. I think it's like, what, 47 or 48 is a worm veil. And um, you get to a spot where you only got to run that guy a couple of times and and uh, and you're in. And, of course, that's the meme dungeon. You know, oh, God, the piss mm-hmm. pulls and everybody's going to pull the first room and die. And I had two great back-to-back worm veil runs. Like, no problem at all. I don't know if we've just put the, the fear of the 12 into people as they go into this <laughs> and they know the rule. They know to hug that left wall. Um so I had no problem there, but I was in something. I think it was Karn, um, Sunken Temple of Karn, and we had a tank, a warrior, 
who was um, he was toggling his stance, deliverance, just over and over. And um, the other DPS, because I was running Dragoon, um, Sina was running um, Astrologian or some healer, and we were like, "Hey, bud, please just keep it on, just leave it on." And uh, no, and the other guy got mad. Somebody else came in. And um, they finally turned it on and kept it on for, like, the last boss. So I'm seeing it, you know, now that I'm leveling a new job. I know what people are talking about. There wasn't really any toxicity from the person not doing their job well. The toxicity was starting to come out of the person who was – I don't know if they had a mentor crown or not. I'm not going to go there. But uh, they they clearly were a – seasoned 14 player and they were just like i'll take my 30 and was out so take your 30 if that's what you got to do to cool down but um we we went for it and then said whoa that was enough leveling for today and (laughs) uh and quit that so that's been fun um the other thing i did that was any of note was uh i leveled uh in eureka with senna um we only did that like last night or the night before and you know, it's a unique experience. Um, again, just the one thing with Eureka is you can't help your friends. There's no leveling with your friend in Eureka unless you hop aboard the Fate Train. So we tried a couple of tricks, and then I Googled it and was like, yeah, that's right. We can't do this. So we hopped aboard the Fate Train and did that a few times and um, got her a couple of ranks so she could get the Aetherites and then... We'll figure out what to do from there. Um, I don't know if we'll catch up in time to to get into uh, BA, but um, it's it's a beautiful relic. So I think she's just really wanting to find some other uh, cool avenue to get another beautiful relic uh, in preparation for for glamour for Endwalker. That's really it. We got to look great for Endwalker, and uh, I think I'm ready. My uh, my summoner gowns are feeling good. <laughs> For Ed Walker, we will talk about that as well. I'm a happy camper. Uh, so I'm going to pass the mic over to uh, Yelta and let her talk about what she did this week. I uh, mostly split my time playing on an alt that I've just been messing around with. It's just through the beginning of A Realm Reborn. But I don't know. I like going back and playing on low-level alts. It's just kind of relaxing. Uh, then, uh, I've been, you know, career has been back. So I've been kind of fishing, working on, uh, on fishing achievements while waiting for career to unlock the next mm. thing and the next thing. So I actually finished the one for fishing a certain number of fish everywhere in the realm reborn, uh, zone. So I got a fancy new fishing rod and the title for some titles for that. And now I'm working on, getting you know the 3000 cumulative fish in stormblood and then I'll get the 3000 cumulative fish in shadowbringers so i'm just kind of you know fishing's pretty boring but i have two monitors and uh, i want to be available when Kariri's like want to run the burn <laughs> <laughs> so so and so that's the other thing i've been doing is uh, is is running stuff with uh Kariri when it's you know time for that to happen so that's me. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Karibi then. Awesome. Um, I've had a really really great couple of weeks actually. I've been just running everything. I finished up when I had quit. I had already finished Heaven's Word, so now I did all of the content after Heaven's Word. Um, 
and now I am all the way through Stormblood. So I'm still doing the stuff running up to the next expansion, but I finished the actual Stormblood ending, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and like Yelta said, she's been running all of the dungeons and trials and everything with me as, as they've come up, and it's been really great. And a couple other free company members have, have come out to help, too. Um, I think Eddard's been the biggest good sport, so shout out to Eddard. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? I've been, I have a problem on the quest line. I can't go in a zone, and if there's a triple triad exclamation point over someone's head, I have to go play them for a while and try and get all the cards. It's just a compulsion, and I have a real hard time not keeping going till I get all the cards but I've had to give up on a couple because I know Yelta has been waiting for me so <laughs> but other than that I've just been unlocking everything everywhere just doing the storyline I've gotten from 60 to 71 um, I had to figure out how to clamor my gear again because some of the stuff that they hand out is atrocious some of it's really good some of it's atrocious but I've always been the ridiculous pink paladin Carrie Kariri so um, I had to get my glamour back on and figure out how to do that because when I quit, fashion plates did not exist. So that has been really interesting to learn how to do. Um, I want to learn how to do housing stuff too, so I've been getting together all of my uh, decorations. I stuck them all on one retainer so that I can help Yelta decorate her house for Halloween. So that's going to be really fun. I've been preparing to do that. And... A little bit early on, Yelta and I were, were leveling alts together um, real early on, but then I got a bug up my butt that I wanted to um, get going on the on the quest line, main storyline quest, so I can be caught up before the new expansion comes out. So I've just been hitting that really, really hard. So that's pretty much everything I've been up to. I think that's wise. Awesome. I mean, what, what are we at? <laughs> like almost 60 days here, like 63, some, somewhere in that before uh end november so. 23rd started sounding really really soon so yeah it, yeah <laughs> all right listeners you can shoot the shit with us on our website if you want to go to www.gtffxiv.com and let us know what you've been doing for the last couple weeks the first round is news and of course the big news is the live letter 66 and a special thank you to nova cristalis because uh you, you have a really good summary, so <laughs> we're gonna kind of go down and uh, give our reactions to some of the stuff. This was this was a this was a marathon. This Jeez. was yes. Jesus Christ! It was like seven what, hours, seventeen nine at minutes. Night till three the in the recording. morning. The recording was seven hours and seventeen minutes. So it's yeah, it's wild. It's, yeah, they were forty I, minutes I, late, I believe, like forty-five minutes late, some odd. Yeah, and they weren't exactly snappy about, like, they probably could have been a little bit, could have hustled a little bit. But, and the 66th letter from the producer live, uh, let's see, we, they, they showed us the Endwalker title screen, which I think I was in, well, you guys were in too, Discord, we were in Norfolk's bosom Discord, just kind of with some of the other members, just kind of chatting about and reacting as we saw. Our friend Bell Dandy was a good solid five seconds ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. He kept being like yelling out what he saw five seconds before the rest like, of us. Like all content that Bill Dandy yells out, it's always yeah. ahead of the mechanic. So, <laughs> love you, Bill. And 
We love you, Belle. And so we were kind of rating this title screen versus some of the other ones. I I like this one. I think my favorite's probably Heavensward, but this one is nice. Uh, I I kind of tear up listening to it. It's so beautiful. It's haunting. It is, and it it the way that they showed it kind of like hit me over the head. I was walking in from outside because they were late. I wasn't sure how to time it, and I think. Foxclawn like showed up for a second and then like went off or something and it was like the five minute warning. I don't know. But I somehow I walked in and I timed it just right and I sat on the couch and this came up and I was like, oh my God. I thought I was watching like Cosmos or something because the, the moon moves up front and the imagery is just beautiful and then this haunting voice just comes over and it's like, <gasps> and I still feel that way about it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And this one, it, it, it's, it's really, it's gorgeous. I don't know. I really like it. What do you think, Korea Reed? I don't remember what the other ones look like, oh. so I had a little trouble. It's beautiful, though. On its own, standing alone, it's beautiful. And seeing the sun come around, and yeah, no, it's just gorgeous. And the music, I there's very seldom been any music related to any part of this game that I did not adore. There are minor exceptions, but for the most part, they always knock it out of the park with the music. So yeah, it was it was beautiful. I think I'll enjoy looking at this one a lot more. I loved Shadowbringers, but I did not like the title screen. So oh, I think I'll, I have heard I'll, that I'll <laughs> the joke, I guess, is calling this dark mode as compared to Shadowbringers light mode because they, <laughs> those yellow flames to the right and left of your screen just scream at you as, every time you log in. And then those voices, you know, the low tones, the writing uh, home. All right, so there were three major topics, the Endwalker job adjustments, the Endwalker battle system updates, and other updates. So the job adjustments, they went through all of our jobs. And what do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But there's like 20 jobs or some shit now. There's a lot of jobs. <laughs> so they went through, uh, first of all, we had a 20-minute job action uh-huh. trailer, which was Wow. Wow. So uh, uh, one of the things that was noted that made some people sad was uh, they're starting with 5.0 Shadowbringers jobs as the new starting point. And there's going to be new actions, but no new systems. And uh, a lot of people kind of was hoping for some of the Heavensward complexity to come back, but they're but they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're going to keep it simple. So it sounds like we're not going to go back to any more complex systems again or anything. Uh, I know people in our free company were very excited about the next announcement that the recast of primary abilities are going to be aligning with 60 or 120 second timers. And that's not all of them. Like they said, like ley lines isn't going to line up with that. But like, 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 you know, two out of four tanks already or whatever had 60 to 160, you know, 120 second timers. And some others were kind of like at a 90 second timer. So, Stuff didn't line up well, and now it sounds like more stuff should line up better. So some people were really excited about that. I like it. So they started with the tanks. I thought it was very interesting that they said that defensive buffs are going to be more rewarding if you use them in conjunction with other actions. So it sounds like it's going to matter more what buttons you push and win versus just spamming them whenever you want. So it's going to – that's kind of what I kind of always – hope for with this game is it's it's not how fast you press buttons it's 
pressing them in an intelligent manner. Yeah, so was, that sounded interesting. What was the way they used to call it? It was something of play, like finesse of play or something. And that was oh, what was supposed remember. to like boost our uh, limit break bar. Was, yes, yeah. yes. By by playing well, your limit break bar was supposed to go up faster. Correct. But uh, the next one, also people were very excited about. Uh, combos are not going to be broken by ranged attacks. Beautiful. As Yay. a white mage, I don't run into this. But in a career, before we started recording, you're like, I have to lose my combo a lot of times to pick up a, you know, another mob. Or Yeah, I was saying I did that in a dungeon so. literally earlier today. It's like, oh, I didn't see that guy coming. Now I just missed my dot because, you know, my dot is my third step of a combo. So I didn't get the dot on the main thing because I was picking up something else. So, yeah, it's it's annoying. Yeah. So that'll be really nice. So it'll be, it'll be nice. In, and there's, their example they gave was when you have to run out of an AOE, and you don't want to break a combo, just to not, you know, because you want to always be casting or always be pushing a button and running out of an AOE. Now you have to do a range attack, and it screws you over, your combo. So, so that's pretty good. And they're also going to be giving parity between the physical and magical damage attributes of weapons at the same item level and accompanying changes to action potencies. That's sort of interesting, but I didn't exactly know what they meant. I think I know what they mean, but uh, it sounds like, because like, there's like some fights where everything's magical and you get murdered if you don't have high magic defense. We, it's not usually the tanks that run into that, but... There's a, there's a, my understanding is there's a calculation that is done separately for both physical attacks and magical attacks and that the the magical attack formula i hate to say it was more complicated but the way it was done was more potent than the physical one so it, for parity they changed the physical uh the physical ma- physical attack formula to be identical to the magical attack formula which meant physical attacks were stronger which meant they had to lower the potency of abilities to make it even back out again. So yeah, you may yeah. see lower potency on physical attacks and go, what the fuck? But uh, it has been balanced out from the back formula, which is now matching to the magical formula. So I, I was scared when they started saying this that, hey, guys, we're going to get rid of one of these and just have flat attacks. I thought this was the dumbing down again. Thankfully, it's not. Um, it's just a, a formula correction. It may be a dumbing down on the back end for them to make things easier when they're calculating shit, but we're not going to know the difference. It may be easier for some of the websites that do these, um, you know, ma- making of combos or the or formulas mm-hmm. for, for gear, that kind of stuff. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Not, and unless we want to go six hours, I think we're going to have to skip some of the individual job adjustments. I, was there anything in in the... Um, tank adjustments that you thought was particularly, and I know that like warrior, some stuff's not going to use beast gauge, and I think everyone gets a a, a gap closer. Were, were some of the big takeaways that um, that uh, that I knew of? Oh, and salted earth won't be aimable anymore. Now it'll be right under the dark night. No right, what. right. That was because yeah. so many people were macroing that it just didn't make sense. I know, like, mm-hmm. the Paladin one I was excited about simply because that's what I play. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, it's interesting that we're start getting a three-attack combo that starts with what used to be our finisher. So that that's going to be a change. And that our um, uh, rec- I never had, Requiscat? 
that that one's going to be – it's going to have the same effect regardless of how much MP you had left where it used to like weaken depending on the less MP you had, I believe, if I understand it correctly, and that now it's going to be the same no matter what. So those – I'm excited about that. But, yeah, the other jobs, I don't know how much detail you guys want to go into on those. I wish there was more to say about the tank section, and I was going to add this in there, but like the, the tanks are just – kind of perfect right now there's like not really anything to add they're in a good spot to the tank stuff so it's not like there's nothing to really linger it was just like we're gonna add one more flashy paladin spell we're gonna add one more flashy warrior spell we're gonna add one more flashy dark knight spell and then maybe something else that helps somebody else new oh and the salted earth and then we're gonna add one more cartridge to gunbreaker and you guys are good bye-bye yeah there wasn't anything huge there there wasn't anything groundbreaking or you know game-changing for them. So. Um, one thing I want to say, and I was watching Mayoni's video that was going over the jobs, and I think this will permeate throughout all the jobs that we see, or at least this is the attempt on all the jobs that we see, is that the flashiness and the abilities and the new stuff, like Riri, you mentioning the confetti or the new combo that comes after it with the sword upon sword upon swords. <laughs> like Paladin's theme is the swords. So we know when a Paladin is attacking, it's going to be kind of that, that kind of bright light glow to a lot of the abilities and you're going to see a bunch of fucking swords that's a paladin attacking when i watch the warrior video it's all those ready and orange slashes and and um the way kind of claw looking spinning things very visible yes it's very visible the identity is at least in the the types of attacks and the things the look I think you're going to see a lot of that. All these additional abilities have, the, have an even flashier thing that's giving more identity to it. I know that's not the whole thing that is identity, but I believe that is a big part to identity. And as you go down, you know, you will see different jobs are picking up a certain identity or a flavor uh, as you go. All right. And then the melee DPS. Uh, I, one of the interesting ones is that the faint effect, so you faint, it used to only do physical damage to reduce physical damage it will now reduce magical damage also physical will still be more potent but it won't be completely freaking useless for her magical damage so that was really good and again the same adjustments to ensure combos won't be broken by ranged attacks is in there and they're doing also the parody of physical i think that goes for everything the physical and magical damage attributes are going to be balanced out better now so so that's really good. I, but let me see. People were talking about Monk is probably going to play pretty much completely differently right. now. Yeah, that was the big so standout. That, that will be interesting. That shoulder tackle is going away, but to a different gap closer for Monk. Mm-hmm. And you can actually um, gap close to a party member, it looks like. So that's kind of neat. So it's not dissimilar to Black Mage's... Uh, uh, that thing that starts with an A. Ethereal <laughs> manipulation. Ethereal manipulation. So it, it looks like some of these are, are going to be interesting. A lot of them are like the the rotations will be expanded and and effects are going to be you know different now. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, Monk got its own video. They really went in on Monk, and I think that's because of the the cries for changing Monk or you know what are we what are we doing with the the grease lightning? Well, bye. Mm-hmm. Um, bye. <laughs> bye bye um it, it, they're really working on the identity and and what to do with monks so a lot of these changes are really giving identity in fact again with the identity thing 
Monk was one of those that really jumped out at me, and I said, oh, we are really borrowing from other Final Fantasies and identities that were previously done. People have already noted the stance of Monk that looks like Tifa from Final Fantasy VII and using Final Fantasy VII abilities um, on, on Monk now. Um, and then there's also the Blitzes, which are uh, Sabin from Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see this also, a flavor from other Final Fantasies as they create abilities and the flashiness and the flavor that is a, that is a job. But Monk got the, got the big changes here because Monk was the one that struggled the most uh, with identity. I think with Dragoon um, and with um, Ninja, it was just additions to what they did. Um, and then with Samurai, there was a, a little more flavor. I actually saw a little bit of Cyan from Final Fantasy VI with the way it's like they charge up before they do their slashes, um, again, with the flavor. But um, I think that's pretty much it for the melee. And then we got uh, a, a whole thing about Reaper, about how they're going to, how they use the scythe in tandem with their avatar. Uh I don't really know what to say about this. They, they, it's it's a it's a fast job. It looks like, and you, your your character physically takes on the appearance of the avatar. So that's pretty neat. I know a lot of people were thinking how cool it looked. What do y'all think about the teleport? Uh, a lot of people are going to fall off the edge of shit, <laughs> and it's going to be hilarious. I thought it looked <laughs> really cool. I don't know. They get a teleport. It it, it might be really cool. What do you think, Ruby? I mean. I don't know. It's a, it, yes, it has the potential to make it the new LOL Dragoon, I suppose, <laughs> when you fall I, off. I kind of was wondering if it was going to be a new floor tank. I think I actually said that that night. You did, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're going to like zoom back into, into like an AoE and die horribly. Well, you know, you know I was, I've been playing Dragoon, and Dragoon does have occasionally that, that coolness of that you can jump back uh, and get to another mob, attack it, kill it. And then do your gap closer and jump back to the mob you were on. And I did that once and I felt like I looked cool on it. So I guess you should be able to give <laughs> the other, good. you know, the other one that's going to wear the same gear, the other the other set, have Reaper do something cool like suck itself through a black hole and, you know, kill something and then come back through the other side and back on the boss. It, look, it looks it looks pretty interesting. I'll be interested to see if people actually use it intelligently. So that'll be <laughs> fun to watch people learn. Because <laughs> there's always that red mage who does it perfectly 90% of the time we're running stuff and then just like backflips right off the... <laughs> well, they had to give red <laughs> mages world. another ability just so they didn't do that. Like here's a DPS <laughs> ability so you stay in the one spot and you don't backflip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, physical range DPS, I... I think the bards in the group were happy about some of the bard changes. I don't know. I don't know. I think enough because of dancer the, had more dances. The stack, <laughs> you know, because now you're going to have an, a song that is actually going to affect other party members. So, yay! Mm-hmm. But do, what does that mean for the original three songs? Are they still just self buffs? You know, like we'll see how that goes. Machinists look cool. I saw the shotgun. Cool. The shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Chainsaw. Shotgun. Adamantan Queen, you know, is, is, is new now, I guess. I have to ask, something. I just don't know. in general, about all of these, because, again, I haven't played any other jobs with Paladin since I came back. Are all of these new, are all of these gauges and things, are they all new, or, or are they all redone, or? 
They're probably all new since okay. you played. I well, don't like know. Like the bard one that had yeah, like cause... the music notes on like the treble clef and and it was saying mm-hmm. what the song was and the time. It, was that already implemented or is that brand new? I think that's fairly new. I think that's new in the last Okay, few it's years. not new. It's not new with this update. Okay, that's no, what I was no. wondering. Yeah, like 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 you have you have a you have one on your screen when you're on yes. Paladin. But, you know, I think when they added that, they added it to it. They everybody got okay, one, I think. That's what I was wondering is if they were new new or old new. Okay. <laughs> now they're now they're new different. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them have new new things on them and like some you know, we were picking out during the videos what we no- were noticing you know monk has a new little thing and, yeah i saw you know. one of them went from like two two dots to three dots like for charges or something so yeah yeah it's just yep. interesting yep. those things yeah gunbreaker got like another yeah. bullet or whatever so okay magical range dps uh they did the same thing for faint or addle that they did for faint i think so it reduces magical damage dealt and also physical damage dealt but theirs will lean towards magical damage reduction will be more potent so it's not useless anymore though for physical things Correct. so i i think the real big takeaway from this one now they have a lot of words under the black mage mm-hmm. column but black mage gets more things that go boom summoner looks i'm gonna let ruby talk about it but summoner looks like a summoner oh, yeah. now. Looks so hold good. on I, you can't what? gloss over black mage i gotta stop at black mage for oh. one <laughs> one reason and one reason alone it's, it's it's the nomenclature about the spell names isn't it uh, no <laughs> it's the <laughs> no? fact that oh <laughs> it's the fact that anokian had had to oh, die yeah. anokian has to die Apparently, for the, people can't do anokian for the so stupidity of black mages i would love for Ooh. yoshida to show those numbers i really would love to show to yoshida to show the number of black mages who did not pop anokian or could not keep anokian up i, I would I love to see it i want to see how many people could not keep anokian keep up. It up they can't keep I, it up well, and it drops once in a while. Even when I play Black Mage, it drops once in a while. But it's like Yelta. I, they made yeah. it from a what was it, eleven seconds to sixteen seconds they, to keep it already, longer, so you could yeah. keep it where your transpose kept it up. I was blanking this out. They gave you I was blanking fucking, this out. I, uh, uh, those little blue pills out the wazoo yes. to keep it up, and you still couldn't keep it up. Not you, Yelta. The, the Yours little, was always not even, fluffed. Not even the little blue pills helped. But yeah, I, yeah, I forgot because I forgot that they yeah because I even said that on the night we were watching this I'm like um they already expanded it or adjusted it I'm like I don't know, like twice I think didn't they make it longer twice yeah they they've they've made many adjustments to try to keep Anokian alive and I know Yoshida is hurt I believe that Yoshida p- pushed to well, keep Anokian up because it's his main job and yeah. that he was actually hurt that they had to remove Anokian because. It was a barrier for good black mage play. And it's in a way it's right because it's just a toggle and a toggle's dumb. They did it for other jobs, right? I mean we had a toggle cleric stance and that went away a long time ago. Uh, Rip fluid aura, by the way. We'll get there. Um, but uh, I, they had to get rid of this because people just didn't know how to do it. And honestly, I just say you bad, bad black mages. I cannot believe I, you have dr- – you drug Yoshida down. Your bad play, your ice maging RP in dungeons have drug Yoshida down and um, you should feel ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I had forgotten all about that because oh, I, yeah. I did it was say painful. some shit. I did. I I, I did talk out. some shit about. I blocked it out. I did talk some shit on that night. I remember now, but. <laughs> 
we can talk about Summoner now. I just did not want to skip oh, over Anokian. That was yes, a, they, Anokian was too hard. Uh, Gee, they, they had to dumb down something in here. Well, I um, no, it's called it's called bringing the skill floor up. I think that's supposed to be the kind <laughs> way to go. put it. Is bringing the skill floor up. There you go. I have been asked repeatedly, what do I feel about Summoner? Um, how do I know? I main summon Summoner. Um, and uh, I love it. I think I think finally the identity is back. So if you are not aware, we get the summons back. Um, instead of just your little eggy being a summon, you are actually bringing forth Ifra Garuda and Titan, and they're doing a magic, and you've got a set timer for it to do things. And I could go into all the abilities, but I won't. There is a full video. Uh, what I was thankful of is the jobs that they really put some love into. They showed video of them separate from the job video. So Monk, they did that for. Uh, Summoner, they did that for. Of course, Sage and Reaper, they did that for. Um, but yeah. but Summoner had the big change because it it we removed dots. Dots are gone, meaning the identity of the Summoner is no longer the dot mage. The you know the dot pet class the affliction warlock yeah. I've heard it called it's yeah, no longer that yeah. but it is now a summoner uh, your summon really is just you know your carbuncle by your side it doesn't attack and then you're doing kind of the abilities okay can we stop for a second I am really sad that the little carbuncle just stands there. it's just there yeah I'm like why doesn't it even auto tag it it bothers me it bothered me greatly watching the gameplay video I'm like why can't it have an animation yeah That's and so I sad. I started when we talked about this of course this was funny I had to tweet this out they before they showed this video they said let's talk about eggy glamours and I'm like Jesus fucking Christ they finally Ooh. are gonna talk about eggy glamours on a live letter uh here we go if you had eggy glamours on your bingo card uh you win the grand prize. <laughs> Okay, so uh, – but the whole thing with Eggy Glamours is what Yelta's talking about. Your Eggy is a dummy that's going to stand next to you and, I mean, of course, you know, Eggy it, um, it, Glamour it however you want. It's just going to be a dummy. Now, my lore mind, because I love Summoner, I, my lore mind was like, okay, well, it's just a conduit. So, you know, let it stand here and it's the conduit. And it actually kind of made me think, you know, those little pink crystals that appear as the, the – you know, when you – you know, your Aether – comes back up. Um, I was like, yeah. those are like carbuncle rubies. Now, wait a second. Maybe if they just made those look like carbuncle rubies more so than little diamonds, you could get a real good feel for this, you know, flavor for this job. So anyway, I looked at it like a conduit, but you're right. It's just kind of a dummy that stands next to you and does the thing. Um, but I think people overlooked that when they saw the big summons. And Yoshida said you can make those, you know, your own personal size just as the the – uh, eggies are right now so um look forward to that and um i'm looking forward to how they feel as you go i mean it seems to me like it's kind of the same style your garuda is going to do puddles and aoe hits uh, uh is going to do some powerful uh hits but it's a little slower cast and your titan is going to be your insta cast and probably be pretty average but keep the flow going i do miss if there's not going to be a stone skin that has saved my ass a few times but maybe mm -hmm. the calculations with physical and magical damage will help me i find myself very squishy in content at times and i can't meld vid anymore so sometimes that stone skin has helped me a little bit um so you know and that goes back to the sadness of losing the carbuncle as anything we went from having a chicken nugget that would tank for you to having a yellow carbuncle that would cast some tanky stuff on you or for you and now you have um 
a dummy that stands next to you and says, here, you have the power. <laughs> you do the spells. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that Phoenix and uh, uh, Bahamut come up very quickly. I've seen changes in the rotation here already um, that are pretty apparent. And um, I can't believe how many abilities are not on that bottom bar. There is the, the ability bloat is gone. And I think that was going back to their philosophy of we're expanding upon 5.0. I don't think you're going to see maybe one or two abilities added on. Uh, that may be sad for some people that they're going to go all the way to level 90 before seeing major abilities. But what you're going to see, I think, is some of that stuff that you see in PvP where certain abilities are changed into other abilities or like on Paladin, I believe you're going to have one button or maybe it was Warrior they talked about or maybe it was Dark Knight. There's going to be one that, you know, it's you hit the same button three times because it's the one, two, three and one button. Mm-hmm. So be prepared to, to move toward some of that stuff as they add more abilities. But anyway, Summoner's great. I don't know about my sister job. But <laughs> Summoner is in a pretty sweet spot. Um, I just hope there's not too many people that jump on the Summoner train like crazy. Um, it was a niche job, and being able to do dots correctly and really know how to work the Bahamuts, because the job was fucky, you felt good about doing it. I think there's some bards that probably have felt that way or some machinists that have felt that way before. Like when a job is fucky and you have clipping and stuff and you have to do some weird stuff with your with the way that you cast things and you get it down, you feel kind of masterful about it. It's not a one, two, three, one, two, three, mm. you know? So when we go to this, is it going to dumb the job down enough that it just doesn't feel like I'm doing something masterful? And I do kind of miss being able to bane dots. Um, I think it's kind of sad that um, they're really just not giving that to somebody else and letting letting somebody else be the dot mage, you know? Like, I think there's room for that still in this game. Okay. I probably have more to say, but I can save it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let us move on to healers. Uh New actions that apply single target buffs will be added to each healer. So that's interesting. Uh, Cast time for offensive spells will be reduced. The limit break area of effect will be expanded, which is nice because I don't know how many times I have even run to the middle of the thing, cast the limit break to, you know, bring everybody back to life. And there's that one range sitting out in Narnia that isn't getting raised. So... That's good. Uh, in general, offensive actions will have a 1.5 second global cooldown. Casting tended to eat into the GCD, so they're hoping to reduce the cast time for offensive spells. That would relieve frustration and stress. So we're going to cast super fucking fast now, offensively. Well, I've heard people bitch about clipping on healers because <sighs> of the DPS, which is, you know, that very strong DPS mindset. And so maybe this will fix that. So White Mage, uh, one of the things we noticed, they are getting some sort of, it looks like a totem pulp that you put down that pulse heals or something, so that looked awesome. Uh, White Mage is a, is a pure healer, so uh, the, the healers are going to be broken down into pure healer and um, shield healer, so, so uh, but White Mage is going to get a new holy, so that's good, which contributes to the accretion of lilies. Uh, they're taking Fluid Aura away, which is fine. Divine Benson will be a charged action, so I'm assuming we'll have multiple, we can use multiple Divine Benisons, which would be exciting mm-hmm. for me, because that's a pretty good spell. I don't even like shield healers, but it's nice to have a shield that 
you can use when it needs to be done. It, so. It's it's giving you the stone skin that you always should have had. Mm, so sh- yeah. it's you know it's good. I I understand. This is back to the identity. They want white mages to be lilies and white and shining light. Mm-hmm. And so this is you know divine venison. It's stone skin. We know it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Astrologian is going to be moved into more of a pure healer kind of role. Uh, Diurnal sect and nocturnal sect are going to be removed, and basic healing actions are going to be adjusted to have the same effect. So uh, they're going to still have some. Neutral sect will still have some barrier properties. So they're changing some other stuff, and, and I think they're changing the cards a bit. I don't know. I think I think mostly it's going to be buffing yourself with the cards. I can't remember. So it'll be interesting. They are adding an AOE spell that will have both healing. They're getting a size for, for us, Astrologians, what it sounds like. So it, it'll do healing and offensive. Scholar seems like it's not, I don't know. Scholar seemed like the redheaded stepchild of this live letter. Did you get that feeling? A little underwhelming, yeah. And, the, and they're going to give some sort of sprint to the party. That. I'm like, are we going to have to have a scholar now so we can get out of AOEs? I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then they're also getting some sort of powerful enhancement that can be targeted to a single party member. I don't know. How, it's, how do you, I'm not sure. How do you plan content around that peloton for battle? You know, like you can't, you can't make it a, a scholar necessary to run out of stuff. I understand that's a, that's a helpful thing. But this the job's getting memed so hard right now. I mean, I have seen the video reels of like with awesome pirate sounding music and explosions in the background where it shows all the new abilities and the scholars just waddling out of this AOE. And <laughs> it, it's just it's really sad uh, that that I guess there always has to be a stepchild and, and scholar is the one. I guess they just felt like the identity was right where it needed to be, but they still don't know what they want to do with it ability wise and this is where i go like just give them back the dots let them have the biomiasma let them be the biology slash fairy maybe that's the problem it's the still the biology slash fairy thing maybe they still need to make a fifth healer that's a chemist or something to take that biomiasma dot thing away from them and 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 do something else with scholar but i still feel like that's the problem is it's it's an identity issue that they just haven't come to terms with yet mm-hmm. lol scholar all right uh, yeah. then we're getting sage sage is a barrier healer and they're going to be able to attack and heal a designated party member at the same time some people are screaming this will be overpowered do you think it's really going to be more powerful than me putting in an arrow dot on something there's no way that they can make this like a damage-dealing powerhouse compared to the other healers or something, plus also shields. So, I don't know. Uh, and then when they hit an enemy, there's also a chance to inflict a dot, so that's kind of in- interesting. And they get a gap closer. So. All right, then we have a whole bunch of battle adjustments. Uh, they're adding, uh, I think it was Raid Finder is going to get something added. I think it's so you can... Designate that it's a two chest run is what it sounded like to me. Okay. Because you've already got where you can say whether you've done it or not. I think this was sounded like this was to make it so you can't accidentally have someone who's already cleared for the week come in and screw your loot. 
And parties will now include one pure healer and one barrier healer, which could be interesting to see Very. how that fills up. So that's uh-huh. Scholar and Sage are the barrier healers then, and Astrologian and White Mage would be the basic pure healers? Correct. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then they said why they weren't going to do it further to like one melee or whatever, whatever, one, this kind of damage dealer, one, that kind of damage dealer. Because then they're like, oh, it'll be hard to do party matching. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what kind of contents is going to matter. Like a 24 man, is it going to matter that I have a barrier healer and a pure healer? And if you're doing savage, you're probably building your own party anyway. You know, I don't know. I'm not sure what I think of this. So the Party Finder update, healer category is going to be split between Pure and Barrier. New option for players who have yet... Yes. Okay. They, they're just, just re, 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 the third bullet point is reiterating the other stuff. Uh, search results will no longer include parties you cannot join due to the one player per job requirement. Uh, they're going to change duty rewards, trials, and the fourth turn of high-end raids released up through 3.0. That's so heaven's word, right? Mm-hmm. With weapon drops... Anything that gives a weapon drop is also going to now drop a coffer in addition. So it'll be easier to get glamour. I suppose so. I guess for the free and players, I don't. I don't know. Or maybe it's. Or maybe it's to get. Yeah, I don't know. I would. I would think that you level up so fast. Even if you got one of these and it was an upgrade for you, you're going to be upgrading it so fast anyway. So I'm assuming it has to be more for glamour. I don't know. Do your reward adjustments, trials, and the. F- Oh, my eye just scanned the same line twice. High-end raids. High-end raids released up through 4.0 will, through 4.0-whatever, will now drop gear and accessory in the form of coffers. So uh, that's Coil, Coil Savage, Alexander Savage, and Omega Savage. That is, again, also just going to be easier for you to get gear and accessories for your whatever role you want. That's nice. So since it's coffers, you can go in and get the coffer. And then open it on the job. Is that how those work? Yeah. Yeah. And conditional enhancements can now be separated as a new category in the HUD layout. Conditional enhancements refer to proc-type buffs. So what it really means is you get pro- when you have a proc that shows up on your little uh, bar, you can now move that and resize it separately from the other enhancements and enfeeblements and stuff on your status effect bar. That'd be nice for people who have to watch really hard for a proc. And I know some people in the Discord chat were saying that there are a couple who look similar to each other or something, whereas people would miss miss the proc sometimes. You know, or you make the separate hot bar that floats up there so you can see the proc, you know, because you can see mm-hmm. the lit up ability or something. Right. This, this saves you a hot bar. This is a, a very good change. And they did some sort of improved ground targeting functionality. So there's a new setting, a character creation. You can you can set up something for ground targeting. Now, it was all in Japanese, so we were kind of doing our best to guess. So you can set, I don't know if it was a range or what. And so now if you are placing a ground target, you have to, it'll only go in that predefined range or something. And then you press the your action button again. To place the target circle. Oh, so I get that. So no purple yeah. anymore. You're not going to get out of range. I think that's what that means. Yeah, because that's just annoying don't even as let, fuck. Yeah, just don't even let it show up outside of where it can go. Well, well does that mean they'll give scholars back shadow flare? No? Okay. Let's not talk crazy. <laughs> the next one was interesting. So you can now display party members' target when casting. 
So I can see, you know, if the other healer's hard casting rays on someone, I can see who they're targeting. That's great. That's, that's all I can think of how I would use it, but I'm a, a healer. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll probably be useful for other, other roles too to see, um, what, who, who their party member is targeting when casting something. The next one will help me a lot when there's wipes in Eureka or something because they're going to let the health bars display even when incapacitated. I play with names off, but uh, I leave health bars on if they're not 100%. So I'll actually be able to find the little gray Lalafell laying in the gray dirt. Mm-hmm. So I'll be able to actually see them and raise them. As a teeny tiny gray Lalafell, gonna- I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, Unreal Trials are temporarily removed, uh, which I first was like, no, but it's just because they're making so many adjustments. So they're gonna, they're gonna put them, reintroduce them in 6.1. I actually really enjoy Unreal Trials, the ability to go back and, and do a fight closer to how it felt when it first came out. However, we've discussed ad nauseum that they need to do something about the reward structure, because every time I go, our group will clear it once, and then nope out after that. I think I think Shiva we were doing weekly twice. You know we'd kill her twice a week and and, but it just takes too long to get the rewards. Yeah, I hope they add some flavor to it. Like now that they've done three of these, I think well we had Leviathan as mm-hmm. well, Titan. Um, that maybe as they expand upon these, maybe they'll give us like more than one at a time, or maybe you can mix and match, or maybe you can do more expand upon it. I don't know how they would do that, and I, I'm not, I'm not begging. Grind them up faster or something. Something. Yeah. But I'm not begging for more content right now. We got plenty enough as is, and there's going to be lots <laughs> more to do in about two months. But um, I think that there's room to expand because this is this is good content, and it's a way to keep old content relevant that's the most important part you got all these dungeons i realize it sucks that we you know it's like feels like there's less dungeons every time it feels like there's less of something that we had but when you go back and you do all that shit as you level a new job you go god there are a lot of fucking dungeons in this game Mm -hmm. now there's a lot of fights in this game already you gotta use some of the old stuff as is but make them fresh so this is a good thing i hope they expand upon it all right, and we're having the great belt calamity. So, oh boy. as we know, we're we're not going to belts aren't going to be equipable anymore or obtainable. If you've got a belt on yourself or your retainer or in the armory chest, it's going to go to the calamity salvager, and you can then retrieve it. Uh, all other belts will remain in your inventory as is. And then one of the things we were curious about being in Eureka was what about the speed belt? Right, the speed belt is a very nice, rare, useful piece of gear in Eureka. They're going to switch it out for a ring, looks like. So speed belts can be exchanged after the release of patch 6.0. So if you have a speed belt or are going to, you know, if, if you were like, I'm not going to farm up the speed belt, you might as well because now you can switch it out for a ring. But I'm a Lalafell and I have no waist. How am I going to keep my pants up is my only question. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you can't see belts anyway, it's like womp <laughs> yeah. womp. Do you remember that? Remember back in the old days when your clothing would actually change whether or not you had a belt on or what belt? Yep. All right. And then they had a slide about it. Uh, Only before patch 6.0 can you extract materia, buy or sell on the market board, turn it in as a leave, turn it in as all this other stuff. Use a coffer containing belt. So if you've got any belt coffers, pop them now. 
And then after 6.0, you can still pull materia out. You can still sell them to shop vendors. You can still desynthesize them. You can still turn them in for expert delivery, and you can still chuck them. You can just throw them away. And you can throw them away. I love that they put that on. And you can throw them away. And then they talked a bit about their whole downscaling thing and how, you know, the difference in gear and attributes from 50 to 80 are going to be reduced. Uh, HP and damage values are going to be reduced. The potency of meals, medicine, and materia were going to be reduced accordingly. Adjustments to maintain balance with consideration for downscaling of various systems is going to be in effect. When using the undersized party option, you're going to get an enhanced echo effect, which will be applied to bring the difficulty balance in live with previous patches. So the enhanced strength will vary by duty level. And EXP gains will be downsized. Additionally, EXP previously earned from standard dungeon enemies will now be earned from the bosses themselves. Uh, a lot of people are still kind of wound up and worried about this. It's going to feel approximately the same, mm-hmm. guys. That's they're it's they should be doing it all. Accord, you know, it should just be. Feel, most stuff's going to feel the same, and if it doesn't, they'll fix it. So just calm the fuck down. I wonder if this enhanced echo can be turned off. I would assume no, but if it could be turned off... Well, we can turn off other echoes, can't I we? wonder if that's a challenge. You know, like, get yeah. into this, turn your echo off, and see if you can do it. Yeah, maybe. I think we can turn off other echoes. I don't know. That that might grief people, though, <laughs> if they turn their echo off and you did something Well, then hard. you leave and come back if you want to, then. You know, to do undersized party, you already have to be in a pre-made. Sure. So... All right, they, this one threw me for a loop, too. HQ item removal. They are getting rid of HQ items, gathered items, enemy drops, token exchange materials, non-craftable materials obtained from certain content are going to be gone. They'll still be HQ from 6.0, but not increase crafting quality nor provide bonuses upon delivery. You can't trade or sell them on the market board, but you can reduce them to normal quality. And then... Stuff you still can have high quality will be crafted items, including intermediary materials and gear. So that's gonna. It's. I, I think. I. I think Riri is like inventory bloat. We'll just. We'll just get rid of it. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. And so that's of course going to affect crafting and gathering. Well, gathering especially. You know, each gathering job has buttons that you know, enhance your ability to get high quality. Oh, yeah. Those are going to go away. So I, none, none of the crafting and gathering stuff was in this letter. That'll be in a one, something further down the line. So, and the, and the, yeah, and the next live letter will have some of this information. So, yeah, this is a huge change. I mean, uh, they have to gloss over it to save us some content for the next one. But that's I, – I immediately had thought about the inventory bloat like Kariri had mentioned. But then I also thought about – I think I was at the kitchen table <laughs> this morning talking about it with Senna. And I was like, hey, all those abilities on Gather will be gone. Because, I mean, I think they – did they mention something about fishing as well? I don't know. Yeah, fishing's yeah, – yeah, I think fishing will also not ha- – I don't yeah. know. Very interesting. All right. Teleportation and Aetherite updates. Uh, they're redoing the UI. It looks much cleaner. It looks much more uh, accessible to find what you want where you want to go. Uh, the prices look bigger. But it sounded like the way they were talking was it, it'll, it might overall average the same anyway. 
It might be more expensive to get one of the main ones, but then cheaper to get, I don't to, to the subsequent ones within the area. I don't know. For the most part, you just have to intelligently use your returns and stuff, I guess. Mm. You know, get a, what do you get a free one? And then you get, do you get, you get a free one from using your token. Right. And you get to pick three favorites and then you get to pick a return. And then if you download the app, right? Yeah. Was it the app? Yeah, it's the Kip, Kip a companion one. app. You get another one. Yep. Yeah. So um, that plus if you do if you do hunts and something else, you can buy Aetherite tickets. I mean, there's a way there's a way to mitigate these expenses. So you might just have to. But uh, some people saw those uh, things over over uh, over nine nine nine, which was a cap before, and people were like, "Wow, it's expensive." But they still need a gill sink in the game, I guess. True. Did I hear something about uncapped gill? It's not in this, and I don't know if I. Maybe I. I don't remember. It. Hmm. I don't know. Well, don't quote me on it then. But uh, uncapped gill—that seems—that seems wild. I know this is uncapped. I saw the memes before they made this announcement, and everybody was like, "We're going to the moon. Only nine hundred ninety-nine gill." Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I. <laughs> well, and it does get expensive, you know. If you're like on one of my alts, I got over teleporty, and I did get pretty freaking low on money. Mm. Yeah, you know, I was like running around doing crafting and gathering, and and then I'm like, oh, I only have seventy k left. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I need to to settle down or plan my route better or something. The new menus are beautiful, though. If just to talk about that briefly, I, uh, I I know here it's showing pictures of the Aetherite thing. I've seen pictures of what it looks like in a city, and it's just it's something that's sorely needed. I mean, the the, the updates to being able to click on something and just teleport there um, it's it's sorely needed. Um, I hope that Mordona gets some kind of more prominence or it's easier to find instead of just in that others menu with like two other spots. <laughs> it's, just, it, uh, it's like, it's like Mordona and like your house or something. There's only like two things so on sad. that menu. So sad. All right. And then a couple of miscellaneous updates. Uh, progress towards Fisher's intuition will remain after logging out. I think that's the one where if you fish up like three of the same kind of fish, it now pings that now you have the ability to maybe you know fish up his dad or whatever mm. it's like a kind of it's kind of like a rare fishing thing and like people would like dc or have to log out or would like you know and i don't think it's going in away anytime soon where you know you get logged out for being afk right. you know with the current congestion on the servers i don't think that's going away so uh fisher's intuition it's going to remember where you were at when you log back in and then some people were really sad but due to the urgent need to address server congestion the data center travel system is scheduled for implementation after patch 6.0 6.0 x um as a old new player what is that Right now, we can travel from all the servers on the primal data center. We can go to other servers. This is so we can go to other data centers. So oh, you know wow. how, you know, there's how many different data centers that have multiple, that are, you know, bundles of multiple yeah. servers. Now we can go basically okay, anywhere. Cool. 
Yeah, so Primal has, you know, we have the Leviathan server and Excalibur server, whatever. Right now we can travel around there, but now we'll be able to go to anything on the Aether data center. So you won't have to, like, make alts just to visit your friends. That's such a cool idea. But I think it also, yeah, it's a cool idea. It is going to be a little bit limited, it sounds like. I don't know if you're going to be able to, like, bring your all of your data over with you, that kind of thing. I think you won't be able to talk to your free company or anything because it just, it, they can't open everything everywhere. You know, you can't keep all that data traveling everywhere, out, you know, outside across data centers. But uh, the ability to, like, go and maybe, like, raid with a group that you like, but you don't want to leave your free company or your server. A lot of people do hunts uh, across yeah. the world. So you do a hunt train in one world. And then they'll say, like, hop over to Hyperion or hop over to wherever and then go do another hunt train and just hit the same zones over and just keep running it. Kind of neat. Well, that and buying and selling or well, can you only buy on other servers? Yeah. yeah you just, if you yeah. have, like, if there's, like, a mount or a glamour gear you want on the market board, it might be super expensive on Excalibur, but we can go over to, you know, a different server and buy it there instead. So it'll be interesting to see what the data center travel brings. But they have to deal with the server congestion first, and I, and I understand that. And that's got, a, you know, a litany of problems why they can't, that, that aren't even their fault. Yeah, no. All right, and then we have a bunch of announcements, I think. Uh, the Final Fantasy XIV and De- Dragon Quest X collaborations coming back hey. for the third time. Puff, puff. <laughs> Kariri, did you get these done before? Do you remember? I'm looking at the pictures, and it is very familiar, so it's possible, but I don't remember (laughs) for sure. So I'm definitely going to do it regardless. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming back. Uh, You get some some cool, cute, fun items. I think I remember remember being a pretty simple, pretty simple event. Uh, And that's going to be from, oh, let's see, October 19th to November 11th, I think. And then they also showed us... The new Reaper and Sage job pins. So those are going to be released in February. I think people had had picked out that Reaper is going to be RPR and Sage is SGE for the abbreviations for the yeah, jobs. Yeah, yeah, they saw that. They saw that on the on the from the screenshots or the uh, during the live letter. So that's cool. And then we got some new acrylic job stands, Reaper and Sage. They had, oh yeah, this was this was merchandising, merchandising. Oh, yeah. PVC tank. yeah, so we had the fat cat and great serpent of Ranka shoulder massage stick and back scratcher combo. They're pretty cute. That is cute. Kariri has not yet met the great serpent of Ranka, mm. but she soon will. I have not. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> the fat cat is darling, and it was the first first minion I pulled back out when I started playing again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's really cute on that stick, too. So, And we got the Perfect Alexander t-shirt. We've got the Dolphy Dream Yishtola, which is that's a thousand bucks. But it sounds like a, I don't, we know someone who has some of these dolls, and they are amazing, apparently. Really high quality, and they're huge. So it's like a fully jointed doll. You can see her in, like, in the screenshot with different poses. It's pretty cool. I don't think I'll get one, but it's pretty cool. I got a watch. Uh, I'm going to pass you on You got a watch. How, how much was the watch? Three, I think. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't a thousand bucks, yeah, I would think if, about it because I, I have historically kind of enjoyed dolls. If it was, if it's nine hundred eighty dollars, it it better be making me breakfast or something too. There's just no other way. <laughs> Should be cooking me breakfast. Yes, oh, that's that's a lot. Uh, and then we have a Endwalker seven-inch vinyl single, so that's pretty neat. It's, it's the 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 cover art's pretty cool. I think we know someone who got the other vinyl records too, and they said that that they're that they're pretty cool. Well, I guess this is a nice addition. You know, throw that in with your your box set. <laughs> oh my god! I don't think you guys are still on. So someone who will not be named. We're in the Discord chat was like, wow, that hole in the middle of the record's really big. And I'm like, oh, you made me feel so old, honey. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's what the adapter's for. And I'm like, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, it's just kind of funny because, like, records. My first, my first piece of music was on vinyl. The first music I purchased with my own money was on vinyl. I'd love, like. Now vinyl's back. We, we still had an eight-track player in the basement that we used to put in yeah. and dance to occasionally <laughs> when we were very little. Yeah. Well, so we did have the Star Wars soundtrack on, on eight-track. Well, Soka needs to uh, venture out. We need eight-tracks <laughs> of, <all> of, <laughs> of all of the soundtracks here. Uh, Work on that. All right. And then let's see. November 5th will be... The next live letter. So that's the crafting and gathering, system-related adjustments in the new PvP. Are we going to get any sanctuary info? If we get sanctuary info, will it be in here? I need sanctuary, island it. sanctuary info. Ugh. And that's not too long before the expansion, man. The 5th of November. So are we getting that sanctuary in 6.1, though? Is that I? You know, maybe, deal? maybe. I, You know, I can't remember now. I just think it's related it, enough. Do you think it's like post- to crafting and gathering that that we should be able to get some information on some, it. I, something, I, something. I really want to. I really want to know because we really don't know what it is yet. Is it the band aid for housing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'd be nice if it was the solution for housing. I would accept. Well, what did I say years and years ago? Everyone should get an instant fucking island. I said free companies yeah. should get like a giant floating island. Oh, that'd be amazing. And everybody can have houses there. Yeah, no. Fuck it. Housing for everyone. All right. And the appeal and potential of RPG. That's going to be a special talk at the Tokyo Game Show. So that's, uh, was that October 1st and 2nd? And they're gonna do live interpretation from Japanese to English, so that's cool. That's badass. Sakaguchi, yeah. the father of Final Fantasy, with Yoshida, the savior of Final Fantasy. <laughs> I, I put this out there. I've already seen the comment. Like oh, Yoshida's not a god, you know? Okay, whatever. But like, what would really? What would Final Fantasy look like if fourteen? Had failed. We wouldn't still be playing it. Yeah, that's... What would this franchise look like? What would Square Enix's profits and future ventures look like? Would you still have a lot of the things that we have, like Kingdom Hearts and some other stuff? Like, would we have Forspoken that was shown for the, at well, the recent uh, PS5 deal, the Sony deal? Would we have some of these games and, and projects... That that is coming out if it wasn't for the cash cow that is Final Fantasy fourteen. I do think Yoshida is a savior for Final Fantasy. I, I'll stand behind that, and um, I'm not talking about sixteen. I'm talking about fourteen. 
Uh, we'll see what happens with 16. But but 14, I think if 14 hadn't been saved, uh, there had been a different scenario in the world of Square Enix. Well, well, I'm not sure. Didn't Haven't they made very clear that 14's profits are going back into other projects that, you know... It is a big reason why they got a the, the bottom line they have now. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you're, you're saying that no profits from 14 goes no, to anywhere. No, else? that profits of 14 do go. Oh, okay. That it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah that, that's that, uh, yeah. That a lot of the yeah. I would assume that I don't. You know, I don't. I don't, I don't have their books. I would assume that it, it's due to the profits from Final Fantasy 14 that allows Square Enix. To move forward on other projects, I would think if a if a numbered Final Fantasy failed, not in, not only from a financial standpoint, but just there would be a trepidation to go into new territory, do new projects, do new things. If a, a the major a numbered Final Fantasy uh, had failed, I just think it would have ruined morale. There would have yeah. been a lot of issues just echoed down the chain. But financial would be heavily one of them. All right, and then also at the Tokyo Game Show is a stroll with Yoshi P. So he's going to take a lighthearted trip to a public world and visit player estates. That's on October third. Nice. And you know, and it was you know it was seven hours of this, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was good stuff. Uh, a lot of a lot of interesting, exciting news. People are very hype about. All right, then uh, introducing the Dolphin Dream Ushtola. I think we talked about her briefly, but uh, she's pretty gorgeous and very expensive. I don't really know what else to say about it. Uh, the pre-order period has started, and it ends November twenty-first. So, yeah, for a thousand dollars, it better come with an for attachment. Th- <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh my god! <laughs> and then we're not going to go over it again, but uh, there was another link just for pre-order merchandise is available. So go to the Square Enix store and go. Thir- grab what thirty dollars for a back scratcher. But I guess back scratcher. Back scratcher. Uh, and that's the same price as the. Okay, good to see that the the album is the same price really as the other ones. So that that makes sense. Oh, okay, okay. And then the Endwalker site special site has been updated. This I think it I think it's oh, no, it's still taking forever to load for me. Even in my new house with my new internet, it uh, gets a little it's heavy. Not quick. It's a little heavy. Um, I'm looking for green so, dots to see what's I, new. I don't see any green, I don't dots. See any green dots. Oh no, there they are at the top. Oh, okay, cool. Jobs, Jobs has green dots. Sage and Reaper. I don't know what's green dot about them. I don't know. Yeah, they got this really graphically heavy. Very. I usually it's 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 very flashy. I'll say it's very flashy. Watch the job trailer video. Don't go to the special yes. site. Just so, watch the 20-minute job the trailer video. <laughs> For sure. All right. Then uh, let's see. The fan kit was updated, and that one's taking a long time to load But to. they didn't say fan kit release. They said no, fan kit updated. They, they listened to you, Yelta. Uh, they, they changed the way that they made that announcement. So it says there's new desktop wallpapers, new smartphone wallpapers, new mount and minion icons. So I'm assuming it's all the normal stuff you always get in the fan kits. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do, I do, I do like that they're like updated because it was like it's not new, <laughs> it's not brand new. So it's, they got, do they have like 
Is, is there anything? Oh, yeah, nice, yeah, nice new and yeah. Walker thing, and, and we got an icon compilation. Well, I might do that background. That's cool. I'm glad that they show these. I hate like the icon ones. I wish I could see what they are. Instead, you have to click it and download it. To you see always have to open stuff. it. Yeah. But whatever, man. Yeah. All right. And let's see what is next. Is join us at Tokyo Game Show 2021, October 3rd. So that's probably just what we just talked about. Yoshi P going to be there, and he's going to be talking about Final Fantasy. So yeah, they talk about the stroll of, with Yoshi P. They talk about just the stroll with Yoshi P. Yeah. All right. And they're going to talk about it in Japanese only. So this is a mm. special... If you were new to all of this and you're listening to this show, it's probably a miracle. But if you're new to all of this stuff and and you don't know, not everything is translated. Most of the stuff is not translated. So if you've got these like Nico Nikos and some of the Tokyo Game Show and all this stuff, if it is usually made for a Japanese audience, like it's something that's in Japan, that is going to be um, that is going to be not translated for the most part. Mm-hmm. That is going to be. In Japanese only, and it happens time and time again. You get the uh, you get the chat, and somebody is always going, "Where's the translation? Where's the translation?" Mm, yeah, it ain't happening. All right, then, uh, kind of a reminder: the Final Fantasy fourteen and fifteen collaboration event is back right now. So, if you haven't done it before, or if you want to do it again, uh, you can uh, log into fourteen and. Go find the NPC and try to figure out where you were in the quest line. Did you read those apologies? Apparently, uh, some people who had picked up the quests couldn't figure out where to go, and uh, and uh, it, it is confusing because, like, there's a you go and talk to the NPC and you can do the quest real easy, but nothing unless you knew you don't know to go to the gold saucer and buy your three items. You don't know you need to go to the fate and do it three times to buy the music. So make sure you get all the things, or if, if you don't know, if you've gotten all the things, you know, double check, because you don't want to miss anything here, if you want to. Yeah, you know, that was one of the things a lot of people the, were saying on, or that they had commented on, is like, if you stopped at this point in the quest chain, you need to go here and talk to this person. If you quit at this point in the quest chain. So they did put the information out there to try and fix it, but it's a pretty clunky way to reintegrate a continuing collaboration event, I thought. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a little clunky. It's hard to... Well, and I always have a little... I've always done all the seasonal events, so I have a little heart attack every time I do one, and I'm like, is it over? Have I missed something? And I like it, you know, because you can get the achievement and not and miss some of the rewards even. And so it's it's very... You know, I, I, I like to collect all the things, so it would make me sad if someone didn't realize they were missing all the songs. You know, most people know the card is a reward. The car is a reward. So they're going to go find out where it is. You know, ask your free company, ask your friends, Google it. But the story itself, you know, doing the quest itself only gets you, what, the outfit? Mm-hmm. I think it just gives you the outfit. So if you haven't gotten everything, go find them. Get that triple triad card, too. That's a five-star yeah. card. All right. Then we also have... Three new tales from the Twilight stories, but I didn't read them. So let's let's we'll, we're gonna punt this one. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. There's uh, my time was all taken up with the laugh letter, guys. Same. 
<laughs> so we will. I, I did go back and reread the, the first two, and, and they're pretty good. They're pretty good. So I, I would suggest not reading them if you were worried about spoilers right now. But other than that. All right, Death Unto Dawn, Final Fantasy XIV original soundtrack is out now. I think mine is on its way. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. And you do get a little uh, wind-up lid, you know, mm-hmm. minion, a little bunny girl. There's a lot of good music. Uh, when, okay, so they played the little, on one of the breaks, they played a video that had just tiny little snippets of tons and tons of songs. And I just forget just the sheer number of amazing pieces. On, I mean, this disc has 84 songs. Mm-hmm. And that's patch 5.1 to 5.5. Yeah, no, that's... There's a lot of good music on here, so, and of course, I like to, I like to, I like to buy all the soundtracks. Same, and I know you do too. Yeah, I mean, this soundtrack was a banger. I mean, like for this, is, we have Lahi, right? So, like, every we know what's good. <laughs> um, uh, um, to the edge. Um, yeah, um, I'm thinking about the the new Shiva one. The the can't think of the title of the song right now. I mean, there's just so many good songs uh, in Shadowbringers. All right, and then we also have saved 50% on Collector's Edition digital upgrades until September 30th. So if you have got bought the game but not done the digital upgrades, there's just a, a whole bunch of really fun, especially mounts and minions and, you know, uh, glamour weapon skins and that kind of thing. Uh, I think there's some Fantasias in there. Um, you know, go check it out. So a complete Collector's Edition digital upgrade is forty bucks, uh, which is which is a lot. But it's really there's four collector's editions, so you can buy them separately too. So you can get the Realm Reborn one, the Heavensward one, the Stormblood one, the Shadowbringers one. So if you want to upgrade, they're ten dollars each. So that's a that's a decent sale though. So you know instead of eighty bucks, it's forty bucks. That's a good deal. So, that's a really good deal. And you can kind of mix and yeah. match. Like I mean, like if you're into Gunbreaker and you want the Final Fantasy VIII thing, you know, get the get the shadow bringers one that you miss but if you want the chicken knife I, or something different you know i really like that griffin mount i actually yeah. flew that all around the stormblood expansion at the time i really liked it all right that's it that is our news uh let's do a reminder a uh, reminder that uh we are having a contest it's the gather together sweet dream contest take a screenshot of your character with something sweet Send to us on Twitter at GTFFXIV with the hashtag, hashtag GTSweetDream. Contest runs from now through September 30th, so you still have some time. The winner gets one of the Chocoporker mounts, so we have a code to give away. And you can get that, uh, that mount that was from the Butterfingers promotion. Very so cool. cool. We need more entries. Send us your entries. Yeah. All right, happy hour. We do have some listener questions, fan mail. Uh, Twitter responds to what did you love from the live letter. So I think we can just go down these. Agarok said, I don't love anything in particular, but I'm glad that Summoner is getting another rework, so maybe I can play it for real. <laughs> yes. For real. Dragon, so she said, I thought I was DRG main. Drag- oh, I thought I was a Dragoon main, but now I'm an everything except for Scholar main. The memes. Burn. <laughs> oh. Burn. I feel bad for Scholars. Oh, Gordon says we're getting Feller Cleave. 
That's a lot of felk leaves. Ah, Cinna says, happy about the tanks, smiley face, sad about Scholar getting no love, and Sage looks so good. Yeah, I saw uh, somebody on Reddit put, uh, Scholar got a new ability, it's called Pick Sage. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't seen that. Oh no, that's too bad. Flauta says, tanks feel good, love the changes to Dark Knight. Making Esteem sync up with certain abilities will hopefully have Darks doing some solid DPS. That's cool. Uh, Michelle says, I liked getting more of a sneak peek from the areas in Endwalker via the job action video. Bard in particular looked like it was the one area that they only showed a picture of at FanFest. Yeah. Yep. AJ Bishop said the reworking of the classes are good. Aside from Scholar, they got shafted. Tanks getting a buff to their mitigation if they use them correctly is also nice. On the downside, I don't really like the extra change to fast travel. I'm poor dang it. (laughs) We're going to have to ha- make a how to afford uh, teleport costs guide. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> All right. And I'm so sorry. I can't read that. Joshimitsu. The new pet job looks cool as fuck. It's crazy. They removed Scholar too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Summed it up nicely. Oh, my God. I hadn't read these, you guys. You're killing me. I haven't read these before now. All right. Dave says... I was really stoked to see Master for Blitz system since the personal story I've been developing for my character has led him to switching main jobs to Monk for Endwalker. Master for Blitz just looks so cool and interactive. I can't wait to take it for a spin. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Monk, monk changes look good. I love it. I mean, just to put a oh. cap on all these changes, because I, I, I just really love hearing everybody's uh opinions about the jobs i think this was one of those moments that like the community got together because there have been so many new people that have been playing career included um that that have gotten to see uh the new abilities and new things and this was one of those coming together moments um and it's nice to see what people in the community are interested in uh, for the new jobs. I mean, like, the memes are fun and everything, but but uh, I, I'm really interested to hear what uh, what people really loved from it. And I thought it was a great live letter. I think we got the information that we really needed. I've heard very few people saying, like, oh, we should have got more information. Um, you know, it, I, I don't think so. I think they have to give us a little bit of wiggle room to think and uh, kind of have conjecture of what we think will be next. I mean, that's what you want, right? You don't want to tell us everything up front. So I, I think we got a good bit of information. I thought it was, I thought it was really what we needed right now. Did you, uh, did you enjoy what you saw? I know you, you've, you're a long time player, Kariri. I'm not saying you're not brand new, but like without having seen some of the, the previous stuff most recently, like, when you watched all of that stuff, did it hit you any certain way or was it just like, okay, cool, flashy? <laughs> there was a lot of okay, cool, flashy, but the thing that you pointed out earlier about the flavor of the jobs and how you could see them through the abilities was very, very clear. They, it was very obvious, even from someone who hasn't played in a very long time and who pretty much only plays Paladin, that they had given love to all of these characters and sent them in the direction of a specific version of these characters. And like you said, mm-hmm. they're pulling things from older games, pulling things from other games um, that make them even more Final Fantasy to me, you know? So that was really neat to see. Um, 
but honestly, have where I am in the game right now, it was not even easy for me to tell some of the abilities old from new because I haven't seen yeah. them. I, I haven't even got, you know, I'm still only level 71. I still have, I, I don't even have end game pally rotation at this point. So some of those I haven't even seen that aren't even new. So that was a little hard for me. Um, but I was really psyched to see all of it. And um, it's it was my favorite part was honestly, we were sitting in a chat room of, you know, gather together people or excuse me, a free company people for the most part who were very excited and hearing their reactions to some of these things, what they were excited about and what they mm-hmm. weren't excited about was the coolest part for me, honestly. So that was really neat. But yeah, it's neat to see the direction that they're going. So yeah, I there were a couple of things too that it really hit me on the identity point. I I really loved seeing that they took Red Mage, and I feel like they're gonna go into that Rose look that you got from Bravely Default, where Rose Petals was part of the Red Mage's aesthetic, and they had the new finisher where they did this this dart. And it had a bunch of rose petals come out of it, and I was like, "Okay, lean into that. I'm I'm cool with that. If that's if that's what we mean for identity, then I am all for it. I I think just the last bit I'll say before we move on is that this scholar lol stuff. I will hang my hat on. It is part of the identity issue of splitting." The two jobs from Arcanist, I think it's one of the original sins that were made in 2.0, and because of that, there's going to be these identity issues. I think maybe with the balancing of the healers, um, maybe now they can finally fix whatever identity is is gone wrong in Scholar, but until they get that part done, um, I think that's going to be the the major hang-up for wanting to be a scholar i think the kid is going to work just fine i think the kid is going to be great and it's going to they're going to be able to do good dps and heal well but um to that identities there i think it's gonna it's gonna struggle a little bit yeah the one thing that was very clear for almost all the jobs was that you know they've said long time said that this game was kind of a love letter to all of the final fantasy and it just comes through very clear in this so that's pretty cool that was pretty cool and it looks like we got a couple emails, too. We have one from Ashley. It says, good morning. I am one of the WoW refugees and recently found your podcast. I've only listened to the most recent episode, and it was great. Really enjoyed it. One thing, though, I don't think you guys really get what Maximum is trying to do. You guys made comments about him getting carried carried or not reading tooltips or seven people, quote, buying in to play with him. I don't really understand what you meant. But a little background. The Race to World First event is a big community-driven event in WoW. Max is the GM of the top U.S. raiding guild. Every time there's a new raid released in WoW, his guild, along with several others, compete for the World First on all the boss kills. It's a huge streamed event with famous WoW personalities casting it and stuff. Max, along with seven other top WoW raiders from several of these world-first guilds, is trying to do the bosses in Final Fantasy in a similar fashion to how they would have done on release. His team is using the same gear that was available at release, the same food, etc. 
they're playing blind only in that they're not reading strategy guides or watching videos prior to going into a boss fight. They're 100% reading their tool tips, lol. They just want to make their own strategies and they're trying to simulate what it's like at world first Final Fantasy as a world first Final Fantasy raider. And after every new boss kill, they have a world first Final Fantasy raider come on and talk them through how it compares to when he killed it initially. It's a really fun series to watch. Anyways, great podcast. Looking forward to listening to more episodes, Ashley. And I think I think the misunderstanding here is basically um, you're saying exactly what we were saying. We were saying that in this situation, they're not getting carried. And of course, they're reading the tooltips. Well, the only distinction we were making, or I, I'll speak for myself, um, all I was saying is if someone, never having played, I don't care how good they are at WoW, walked into this game, took potions to get to top rank, and walked into an end game raid with sev- with strangers, not with a group of people who agreed to do this with him, that would be shitty. That would be not meeting the expectations of play as part of the group. What they are doing, all of them going in together under these same circumstances, I think is fun. And it's a great challenge. And everybody's walking in there with the same expectations. So I think that's perfectly reasonable. I think that's exactly... I think that sounds like a really great challenge. And I think it would be really fun to watch. So I don't know. What did you think, uh, Ruby? Yeah, I think there's actually two different issues here. And I don't what I don't remember is I read your email, Ashley. It's been actually I think at least three weeks since I we received this email from you, Ashley. So thanks for your patience um uh, when we read this. We always read your emails, so please send us emails. We always read them. Um Ashley, I don't remember if I read this email the day after we recorded our second episode that mentioned Maximum. It could be that we explained a little better in that second episode. But what I think is is there's two different issues. One is I don't know Maximum. So the things that you're talking about with um, their WoW background and everything I think is awesome. Um, And I think from that aspect, I would not expect – I knew Max was good. I don't know how good. I don't know what what Maximum does. But Maximum's ability to play WoW at the level that he plays it, I would expect they would at least read a tooltip, right? So if it came across that I said Max doesn't read a tooltip, I don't mean Max specifically doesn't mean to read his tooltips. I know Max reads his tooltips. Anybody who comes from that level of play does that. What I did not know about Maximum was that this was the level about eating the same food and all that. That is fascinating. I think that is pretty cool, and um, I'm glad you're enjoying the content. I need to give it a watch. The other issue, the one that I think is where the the liners get crossed, is that I was using Maximum as a placeholder for any other person. So Joe Blow off the street decides that they're going to use a jump pot. Like Kariri says, it's shitty for them to not tell seven other people and be a dipshit just like it would be to join a clear party and never have done a fight before. There's seven other people who have a different expectation. It's not shitty if Joe Blow and his seven friends, the seven dwarfs, all drink jump potions, don't read their tooltips, act a fool in dungeons together, and don't ruin anyone else's experience. I was using Max as a fill-in for somebody who's like, hey, 
If this guy wants to act stupid in a dungeon with his seven friends, so be it. His name can be Maximum if it wants to be. Maximum's a great player. I hope he's not being stupid, but if he wants to be, he's got seven people that can. And I'm cool I'm cool with also, I love that the, that you've got, or they've got, uh, high-end raiders that come in, like like Sophia come in and talk about um, what, what it was like back then. Um, that's a nice kind of retro thing, and I'm sure that gets a lot of views. And that was, I think, the other thing. Yell to back me up on this. I think that was the other thing that we mentioned was that... When you are a streamer, there is a different level. Now, I didn't know Maximum's, forgive me, shtick um, of this is how that they're doing the parties and all this stuff. But if I was, again, just a streamer just looking for entertainment purposes, I have watched streamers, kind of like when you're watching the Asmongold streams when he was starting off, where they're doing things on purpose to keep you engaged, like leaving an icon up in the middle of the screen so somebody goes take that out take that down take that down it it keeps you watching longer it's a trick it's subconscious maybe you're not realizing it but they're doing things to keep you engaged and i didn't know maximum's type of you know how how they do um how he streams so you know doing dumb stuff sometimes keeps your viewers if maximum's able to keep uh, viewers without resorting to you know leaving icons on the screen or taking 45 minute toilet breaks or something sorry i've been watching too many dsb uh, youtube <laughs> videos uh then then god bless him you know um hope your content uh, gets the viewership that you get your, the work that you're putting into it so that's my thoughts well, back I- me up yelta well, and I think you're right. And I think we talked about this two distinct times before. I think the first time we had no idea who Maximum was. Right. We didn't really understand what they were trying to do. And I think where it got lost was we, I think we said a lot of stuff like, and I have to go back to listen, but my intention was more like, I hope he isn't like, you know, some people we've all run into in duty, in, in Party Finder where they jump potted and you can tell the jump potted because of their armor and their abilities are obviously on the screen in the order that, you know, load in when you jump pot and they don't know what they're doing. You know, it's, it goes back to the joining the wrong parties, you know, he's building his party and I think it's fine. So, you know, when we, we talk about not read your tooltips because that shit happens and we've encountered it, we're not saying he's doing it. And the second time we had some people, some listeners Tell us what was going on. Yeah, we read some tweets, I think, that was like, oh, this is what it, who he is. And then and then we understood what was going on. We get it. He's, he, you know, and I think there were a lot of times we're saying, I think I think it got lost in the, you know, yeah, I never said he wasn't reading his tooltips. I think I said, I hope he reads his tooltips. Or at that level of play, I would assume he's reading the tooltips. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. I wasn't trying to say he's being a shithead. I was just saying we've run into shitheads. I don't think this is where this is going, but if he's going to be a shithead, he's got seven other people who have, you know, bought the ticket to ride that ride. You know, that's what the buying in comment was. You ha- they have con- seven other people are like, we're, we're going to ride this train together and we all agree. You know, you know and I'm glad so. you mentioned the shithead part because, Ashley, I think you're coming in on the, the latter end of a longer conversation. I think two episodes even prior to that, we've been talking about the Asmongold stuff and the shit that Asmongold had been receiving from current for- Final Fantasy XIV players and that more often than not, 
the WoW refugees that have come in have been the better players, have been the ones that have been trying to read their tooltips, trying to be like, hey, who's who takes the lead? Is it the tank? Is it whatever? I have rarely come into something that a new player has been the shitty one. I think they've been more um, – um, they've held back and they've wanted to watch and see what's going on. And I think that's because a lot of these WoW refugees understand how an MMO works. I, we were had been making a longer dialogue about how 14 players had felt that their safe space had been violated and that they were acting more aggressively in dungeons toward these new players while saying that WoW players – we're bringing in a toxic attitude. It was it was totally cross. So I think maybe something that wasn't picked up on is that we have been saying, hey, these WoW players, they're actually not bad. They're reading their tooltips. They're actually trying. They may just not know the nuances of stuff like don't cast regen on somebody before they pull a mob or – you know some of those old tricks that we that we used to know about. So I hope all that makes sense. Uh, you know I don't feel the need that we have to defend something that was not really that big of a point. But I'm glad that Maximum does what he does, and I'm glad you're enjoying our podcast. So I hope all that makes sense. Perfect. Yeah, we got a second letter too from uh, Mithrin Scarlet. It says hi Ruby Yelta and now Kariri. And you did spell my name right. Uh, just wanted to pop in and say hello. I'm still here. I still play. I still listen. I did take a break from listening to all 14 podcasts for about a year or so after some real life stuff happened. But I never stopped playing 14. I have, however, been listening to all my 14 podcasts again for the last six months or so, including yours, which is still my favorite. I was really surprised you guys still remember me and my name from the tank wall polls. Ha ha ha. I'm happy to hear that Kariri is back. I actually started listening to GT after she didn't play anymore, so this is the first time I've heard her. I think she's an awesome addition to the show and would love to hear more from her. You three work great together, and it's fun to hear the perspective from a fellow main tank, even if she's oldie new, lol. I wanted to drop my two cents on the WoW refugees, and particularly the mentor roulette. I love being a mentor and doing what I can to help new players. Like Yelta, I do a lot of mentor roulette for that reason, and I gotta tell you, there's a lot of expert trials synced in there that you gotta coach seven green leaves how to complete. Especially now with all the new WoW players, I'm getting a lot more of those in mentor roulette, and I absolutely love it. Expert trials and savage raids are my two favorite content in the game, and I love doing them synced and sometimes minimum item level. It's why I actually personally love Unreal, even if it needs some work. In the last few weeks, I've successfully coached Greenleaves in Mentor Roulette through Ifrit Extreme, Leviathan Extreme, Garuda Extreme, King Mooglemog Extreme. Who boy, my dirty little secret is that this is my favorite fight in the game. Ravana Extreme, Thornton Extreme, and I would occasionally get many of these in Mentor Roulette before the WoW players came, but it's a lot more common now with them. And honestly, our success rate and new players' ability to listen to my coaching and actively ask questions, respond, and input my feedback has skyrocketed with these players. You can tell they're new to 14, but they're not new at MMOs or gaming in general. It's been an absolute blast and joy to play with them. I've had tanks say they don't know about excuse me, don't know the fight, but ask me questions. I answered, and they absolutely blind main tanked and cleared first pull in many of these fights with no issues whatsoever. The healers, too, are doing amazing. Even in Ifrit Extreme, they followed directions perfectly, and we cleared in about three pulls. 
I thought Thornton Extreme was going to be a nightmare, but we cleared it in two pulls. I know that's probably a very different outlook than what you've been getting off the official forums or other places, but I've actually really enjoyed all the new veteran MMO players, and it's really made Mentor Roulette much more fun and rewarding for me. I hate the main scenario dungeons in there, though. Those are the only two I refuse to mentor through because they don't need my help to watch frickin' cutscenes. Speeding, like, excuse me, spending 40 minutes of cutscenes for 30 tomes and a single mentor clear just isn't worth it to me, so I leave. Very frustrating, but I get while they're included, so I take my penalty. Anyway, just wanted to say hi, give my input, and say you guys are still awesome. Keep up the awesome podcast for many more years to come. With love from Gilgamesh, Mithrin Scarlet. How could we forget the wall-to-wall pools? I mean, <laughs> I, I was going to say, okay, I, we, we, and we've had many conversations with you. Yeah, we remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding, well, I said it several episodes ago, I'm like, wall players are just gamers. Just treat them like every other person you interact with in the game. Mithrin just backs There's up gonna be exactly There's what gonna we've be, been saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that these if there's are, assholes, they're assholes. If they're if they don't know what they're doing, they don't know what they're doing. It's like just I don't know why people think this influx is going to like completely change fourteen. <laughs> no. I think I think he's perfectly right here. These are veterans, uh, or at least experienced from another MMO. So they understand the the holy trinity. They understand what a tank's basic responsibilities are, what a DPS's basic responsibilities are, and what a healer's basic responsibilities are. I, I think what you know that clear divide is that there are people who love Final Fantasy and play Final Fantasy because it's a Final Fantasy game, not because it's an RPG. And when that crosses that line to people who are playing it because it's an RPG that has, happens to have a Final Fantasy flavor, when you get on two extreme poles of that, that's when you get crossways and it's... There's that one area that everybody is in the same cesspool, <laughs> and it's the reason that we can yeah. have a debate about wall-to-wall pools, and that's because dungeons have every flavor of every every person. It is the melting pot. It's a cesspool that you just have to deal with if that's what you want to do. I am thankful, though, that the mentor roulette has had an upsurge of, of good players because you're getting uh, – it's not people who are new to – MMOs, but just new to this flavor of MMO. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Oh, thank you so much for the tweets and the emails, and we really appreciate people people uh, sending us messages. So thank you, thank you. Thank you. All right, I think it's then closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, www.gtffxiv.com. While you're there, leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can do, uh, support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. You can email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please rate us. Personal plugs, Ruby. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. Kariri? I am also on Twitter at Kari Sumasu, that's K-H-A-R-I-I-S-U-M-A-S-U. And you can find me on Twitter at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.